0: Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at Brentfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.
1: Yeah, I'm Flint Dilley, and you're listening to uh, Knowing is Half the Podcast. I mean, it's really Knowing is Half the Battle, and I, I don't know why they put this pod. We didn't have podcasts in the 80s. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're
2: doing with that. But anyway, they, that's what you're listening to. He never gives up, he'll stay till the bike one G.I. Joe will stay. and welcome back to know your joe. This is not know your joe or knowing this is knowing Us half the pie. Fuck this up terribly. <laughs> let's it. just
3: let's just call it a day and dump dump all of chance uh, podcasting equipment in the bathtub. God <laughs> bless <laughs> it while we're
2: in it.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is knowing us have the podcast. This is what we call a special bank episode. Uh, Why because- are we calling it that? Because
1: That's what Wh- you call no it. One Why gets- would you do no that? One gets that? Why wouldn't you just say a special episode as opposed to this is some shit that we did <laughs> because uh, we like the schedules all fucked up and it's a it's a third rate episode honestly. Just so you know, ahead of time,
2: <laughs> this is not a third-rate uh, episode, sir. Yeah.
1: So then maybe don't call it a bank <laughs> episode. A
2: bank, I'm just trying to be truthful. I believe the truth will set you free. And from that, you? From me and my shenaniganry. <laughs> uh, uh, this is off to a rousing start already. Well, we're doing a, a Find Your Fate book this week, guys. Uh, and we've done two of these in the past with limited success. <laughs> guys, it's a good thing there's uh, there's no we're not
3: up for a podcasting award right now. We
2: That's should be. That's a good Thing. i but think we should is be there, up for a is there something called award. the
3: potties or something <laughs> <laughs>
2: the potties it's just a toilet <laughs> uh here's the deal there needs to be one if there isn't already I guys like, get on this i feel
3: like that that has to be a thing
2: i think there actually is a thing for internet awards and podcasts well there's the and
3: webbies and the streamies
2: the streamies do we win a streamy do I we stream
3: i don't think that's a
2: we stream through the internet on itunes <laughs> no, that's <not> <laughs> i think that's
3: a different thing i'm talking specifically podcasts
2: you know what? I'm going to look it up for next episode, yeah. Gina. How about that? Look up potty. The potty stuff. <laughs> <The potties. laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be doing, because uh, we don't do these in order, we're going to be doing G.I. Joe Find Your Fate, a.k.a. FYF, Chan. Yeah, what? You just You're into it. Not really. Okay. This is episode number seven. It's Uh, a book, Ray. It's not an episode. (laughs) God damn it.
3: Ray is suffering a mini stroke. I'm having (laughs) problems.
2: He's been suffering a mini stroke for the past four years that I've known him. (laughs) Uh, This is also a fact. Uh, This is a book called Operation Deadly Decoy written by famed children's author. R. L. Stein, I believe they're called young adult authors. Was oh, yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he children's Ch-
1: author implies
2: Doctor Seuss. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the a- Bears, a- a- Bears. Yeah, but everyone under the age of thirty-five is a child to me. That's the thing.
3: No, I was. I well, here's the thing.
2: Famed
1: children's author Ernest Hemingway. That's right.
2: <laughs> His stuff is for people over sixty, sir. Don't kid yourself.
3: I definitely read the crap out of some Fear Street books which were his, which was his books that were for slightly older people than the Goosebumps things.
2: but he also wrote the Goosebumps
3: yeah he wrote the Goosebumps I didn't read those because I was already I was already on to Fear Street I wanted a more gritty <laughs> gritty horror when the I was 12 I wanted it to be grittier
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what do we know about R.L. Stein besides the fact that he's written the Goosebumps and F- but Fear Street you said
3: yeah Fear Street uh, he, there was also the Goosebumps TV show that came out a few years back I think he, he made some appearances in it oh nice
1: uh, yeah, uh, uh, the number of books he's written is, is, is staggering just madness. Yeah. Uh, in addition to just those series, uh, he wrote a bunch of one-offs. He wrote multiple other series, some of them which were tied into Goosebumps and Figure Street, some of which weren't. Uh, he, his first thing was uh, he created the humor magazine Bananas. That's so cool. Uh, for and it ran for like nine years. Love it. Um, and under the name Jovial Bob Stein, which is pretty great. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in case you're wondering, like R.L. Stein, oftentimes that means like a um, it's like a a sort of boy genre, and there's a female writer. So we'll just uh, like J.K. Rowling mm-hmm. it was exactly yeah. that. It was like, oh yeah, boy, uh, uh, talking about a young boy in magic. Obviously, we can't have a woman's name on this thing, and
2: so that's what I J. wondered R. L. about R.L. Stein. But it is a dude after all. It yeah. is
1: Robert Lawrence Stein, and yeah. if you look at him, he is. As as duty as you can yeah. imagine. He's, oh, yeah. he's got he's you know Stephen Kingy. A balding, you know, mm-hmm. white dude
2: just if sort you were of smirking. Stereotype writer. Yeah. Whatever that looks like mm-hmm. to you, yeah. mm-hmm. that's our L style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Missing a turtleneck. I think it's the only thing. And this is the
3: problem with our society. <laughs> oh geez. I want you to get to the point where when I say stereotypical writer, you think of a hot, sexy blonde lady. Really? I don't know, maybe.
2: <laughs> I've known too many writers for that to ever be true. <laughs>
4: uh
1: he also ended up uh, uh in addition to doing uh these find your fate books, uh he did uh um oh he did a bunch of Indiana Jones find your fates as well that oh, sounds right James Bond find your fates oh fate. that like, sounds
2: wonderful I have
3: high hopes for this book and yeah. I feel like they're gonna be let down
2: <laughs> I remember it as being like one of my favorites if not my absolute favorite because I owned a bunch of these back in the day and I've mm-hmm. rebought them since mm-hmm. then um, but here's the the back cover Operation Deadly Decoy your code name is Presto because if you're amazing oh boy yeah. I'm already out because <laughs> yeah. you're amazing really
3: that made me super in <laughs>
2: I'm in yeah
3: going
2: to end well because of your amazing ability to look and sound like anyone you choose. Ooh. This talent will be very important as you join Flint, Roadblock, Gung Ho, and Lady J in a breathtaking mission to make absolutely sure Cobra won't interfere in the secret talks between the U.S. president and China's premier.
3: Breathtaking? Is that really the right word there?
2: Yeah. Wait, but does it say look and sound? Yes. So you're, you're, you're Zartan. You're a Zartan. Yeah. You're a G.I. Uh, Joe Zartan named Preston. Or a Baroness.
1: We'll see, depending on yeah. how good you are. And then,
2: to open the book up to pr- preface, live the adventure. The Pit, the underground headquarters of the G.I. Joe team, is your new home. That's because you are about to become its newest member. Did they call it the Pit? They do in all these books. I don't know if they called it the Pit anywhere else. I'm sure they did. This must come from somewhere.
3: G.I. Joe headquarters has the same name as a uh, an old comedy theater.
2: And not just that, a great game with a bell. Ooh, that's a fun one. Pit is one of my yeah. favorite games. Okay, Gina, we're playing Pit after this. Uh, it's just a lot of shouting at each other until somebody rings a bell. It's also like many uh, uh, dinners I've been at with family. <laughs> Your code name is Presto. Your major talent to make yourself look and sound like just about anyone. Your assignment, espionage specialist. A G.I. Joe squad is about to go into action against the evil forces of Cobra Command. The mission will not be an easy one you will need your special disguise and espionage skills to make sure it's a successful one. Follow the directions. was was there a special uh, font for that or something? It looks like it, but it's probably just me making it up. Successful seems slightly in a different font. It's it's probably just another side effect of your stroke. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. blah. Good luck, presto. Begin your mission on page one. So are we ready? Uh, Don't care. Uh, Chank, we get a picture real quick. Uh, Sorry, this is... uh Vital, this is, this is Roadblock, and then this is us under a jeep while he leans on it.
3: Are we it's, ever a woman in these books?
2: Uh, Gina, as far as I'm concerned, we're always a woman in these <laughs> books.
3: Uh, despite the drawings always to the contrary?
2: The drawings, you know, partially rep- representative of the show. You know? Wait a minute, is that, is that us right there? Or we're on the bottom, and this it, is Roadblock on top.
1: Okay, so it's not... Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. The Roadblock would be on top.
2: <laughs> God dang it. Okay, page one. Ouch! Start Start with action. You drop the lug wrench and it lands with a thud on your chest. Hey, presto. Roadblock. The G.I. Joe gun expert calls to you. You make Jeep repair a yeah, dangerous b- assignment. B- both of us... We're trying to figure out like what how does that work? Who's well you're doing it up here and then it. you drop it on you. Right. Yeah. But if
1: you're in a if you if you're underneath a jeep, then isn't it just
2: gonna be like a few inches away from your chest?
3: Maybe what? it's got the tiny it's, Jeep
2: wheels. It's heavy wrench. <laughs> heavy wrench. Yeah. All right. Lying on your back under the Jeep, all you can see are roadblocks size fourteen combat boots. We all have our hobbies, you call back. You're a gourmet cook. I like to fool around with jeeps. Oh, he used to get funky with jeeps. Yeah. I was fooling around with them Jeeps. Yeah.
3: Harold Stein was jerking off while writing this.
2: <laughs> I think Jeeps is a codename for gypsy women. We call them Jeeps. Oh, no. Oh,
3: it's, it's a, ra- that,
4: it's it's a, a racial. It's kind of racially score. insensitive term. Yes
2: ouch you yell again as the exhaust pipe falls on your stomach second time Jesus Christ y- that's,
4: you're yeah. not very good with no. juice oh.
3: the exhaust pipe that what? one's gonna slice a hole in you
2: it would hurt I think you should find less dangerous hobby like skydiving or sumo wrestling Roadblock says with a chuckle
4: <laughs>
2: another two minutes and I'll have this Jeep in A1 shape you, st- you tell him you hear loud footsteps on the concrete floor another pair of boots well polished black boots have appeared next to Roadblock what size are they doesn't say we must be average. Roadblock. Eight. A deep voice okay. booms. Duke wants you and Mr. Fix-It down there to report to the briefing room. Level two. You need a minute to fix this Jeep, but what do you do? Do you climb out from under the Jeep and go to the briefing room, or do you fix the Jeep?
3: I feel like we're if we stay under this Jeep any longer, we're going to be killed because we're inept.
2: And also, <laughs>
3: I don't think we can like ignore a direct order.
1: It's weird. I feel like, though, there might be a thing where... You have to. There, an alarm goes off, and you have to like rush down and jump in your jeep, but it's broken.
3: Oh,
2: mm. well, that's mm. up to you guys. Now uh, you've been given a direct order to go to the briefing room. Mm.
3: Well, let's see if I know anything about R.L. Stein. Is that the jeep is haunted? Oh,
2: okay. Well, it's already hurt you twice in the first two paragraphs. <laughs> yeah, yeah best sense. leave it alone and just take a scooter. <laughs> is that right? So we're going to go uh, climb out from under the jeep and go to the briefing room. What is the other option? Uh, stay under the jeep and keep fixing it. Take that minute you need to fix it, and then go after that.
1: Uh, I guess we better go to the
2: briefing room.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like all that's going to happen if we stay under the Jeep is someone goes, nope, not an option, come over here, and then (laughs) we go.
2: Hilariously, I just looked ahead. If you stay and fix the Jeep, it's it's the end of the book. Oh, dude, read that one. Oh, read yeah, yeah, one. let's that do that yes. one. you want to do that one? Yeah, Okay. Oh, my God. We'll gosh. come back to this in a <laughs> second. Oh, RL, you, you jokester, the you. engine slices your head off. <laughs> one more minute, and I'll have this thing finished. You call out from under the Jeep. They don't wait for you, though. Road Black and shiny boots hurry out of the room. You tighten a few more nuts. Did they seriously say shiny boots? Yeah. Like you don't even know who the don't know who it is. is. That's and realize you've replaced the transmission completely backwards. Oh my tossing God. the wrench down in frustration, you slide out from the jeep and climb stiffly to your feet. Yeah. Then you make your way through a narrow corridor until you get to the secret elevator that'll take you to level two. A few minutes later, you reach the. That's a long elevator. Yeah. A few <laughs> minutes later, you reach the door to the briefing room. You start to open it, but a hand on your shoulder pulls you back. <laughs> Sorry, soldier. You can't go in there. A guard says, holding you back. But I have orders to. You start to say. You're too late. The squad for this mission has already been formed. The guard tells you Duke can be an impatient man and you should never keep him waiting. You're out of G.I. Joe. He (laughs) turns you around and gives you a shove in the opposite direction. That
1: doesn't seem militarily
2: appropriate. (laughs) You've learned a valuable lesson. A member of the G.I. Joe team cannot delay, not even for a second. Inside the briefing room, a dangerous mission is just beginning. For you, it is already the the end. end. So I'm going to go fix this ghost jeep. Oh.
3: Uh, yeah, how so do you how
1: do you replace a transmission completely backwards without reasona- realizing? I mean, it? You're
3: really unless bad. it's haunted. I mean, if oh, this is if, yeah, if this is his hobby, he would know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like hundred percent accuracy on haunted.
2: I like it. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and rush to the briefing room. Oh, <laughs> do we have to? Well, we can uh, end it right really here. But that doesn't sound fun. simple. Really quick. Uh, I like the fact that on the very first page of an R.L. Stein uh, choose your own adventure, he he's, ends it. He's messing mixing mixing with us. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's got a wicked sense of humor. I'm sorry, did you do something stupid? Book's over, Dick. Immediately, you push yourself out from under the jeep. The shiny boots belong to the always well-groomed Flint. I knew it. There it is. He tips his green beret in a mock salute, revealing perfectly combed blonde hair. No, no. Oh,
3: he just—he's a bottle blonde, you guys.
2: <laughs> what <laughs> did he just frost his uh, frost the tip yeah, just for this? Yeah, uh, like he—he oh, right.
3: he, he just got it. He got a Revlon box of blonde number twenty-eight. And yeah.
2: Book Flint uh, primps a lot more than TV show
1: Flint. I just long for a day where someday, when you think of a chief warrant officer, you think of a sexy blonde (laughs) and not...
2: A uh, brunette in uh, <laughs> a sweater vest. <sighs> Everything right. about Flint says confidence. Some of your team members think that Flint is overconfident. Others Ooh. say he has every reason to be. Yikes. He has every who, reason. Who to be. Who are those first
1: people? Because those
3: dudes are dicks. He must have a. They're, they're, that's coded language for he's got a huge peen too. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I was I, I brought it up uh, uh, before. The size fourteen. The fact that they mentioned that the black dude has size fourteen <laughs> boots, oh. they did not mention what size. I say they. I mean Robert Lawrence Stein <laughs> did not mention that Flint was the size of his boots at all.
2: Well, then you'll love this. You and the tall, well-muscled roadblock Ooh. follow Flint to the <laughs> briefing room, glistening <laughs> in your <the laughs> sweat, your b- boots crack uh, clacking loudly on the concrete floor. Ooh, you got clacking boots. Mm. What does that say about your penis? I don't know. <laughs> You push open the door and step into <laughs> the narrow, the left. <laughs> brightly lit room. <laughs> Tap dancing penis. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's a, little, a little pop out in a cane. It's beautiful. It's oh, you beautiful. actually get in the door this time. So Ooh, that's good. So. Oh, good. Well, already seated at the long conference table are the tough fighting man, Gung Ho, and the beautiful super spy, Lady J. Okay, Lady J gives okay. you a shy smile, her blue eyes crinkling Whoa. in her pretty face. Oh, yeah, Whoa. making that
3: panties Sandra moist. In
2: Flint's presence, too. Well, you can be anybody. Does that mean you could be Flint? Ooh. Ooh. Are we going to freaking Revenge gonna... of the Nerds oh, date rape
3: this okay. I was going to say Zeus her.
2: Somehow, <laughs> somehow I'm into it. <laughs> Turn into a swan. God,
3: <laughs> <I just laughs> go to Bone I didn't, town. I didn't realize. It. I thought Whoa. I was having sex with
2: a man. Does she have a crush on you? <laughs> what? You've never had the nerve to talk to her, even though they're both no- you're both known for your masterful ability to disguise yourselves. Oh. Maybe you'll get to know her a little better on this oh, mission. This is, oh, I, don't I really like this hope one of these
3: pages we take her to Poundtown. <laughs> Option A: Take her to Poundtown. Option B: Continue on with the mission.
2: I'm taking her to Poundtown. I don't care what you guys say. That's happening.
1: <laughs> It'll be like,
2: nope, sorry, son, you can't continue any yeah. longer. I'm like, cool. I got laid. <laughs> the cool I'm, part I'm is, go back and- I'm already done. <laughs> hey, Gung-Ho, Roadblock yells, taking a seat. Is that actually a smile on your ugly face, or did you get a new tattoo under your nose? Gung-Ho grins, back off, baldy, he tells Roadblock. You know this raging Cajun's always happy to have an assignment and get away from this boring place. Isn't Gung-Ho bald? He is also bald, yes. Suddenly, Duke, the G.I. Joe leader, enters a serious look at his face. All conversation stops. Duke nods solemnly and runs a hand over his short-cropped blonde hair. Not bald. Nope. This Flint. is a biggie, he says quietly. talking your about head? Talking about Flint. What? <laughs> no job is too big for us, Gung-Ho cries, pounding the table. No job is as big as your mouth, Roadblock tells Gung-Ho. This, there, there's what some is- sexual uh, chemistry we're, happening. We're, oh, getting, oh, nothing, I thought we're
3: getting nothing from Lady J, by the way. She doesn't <laughs> get to speak. She just gets to almost fart with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Everyone laughs. Even Duke smiles, but he cuts it short. The assignment involves the president, The Duke says, opening a thin file and flipping through some pages. It seems the president is going to have a visitor in Washington, D.C., a very important visitor, the premier of China, to be exact. So the president is Nixon.
1: Yes. Actually, Nixon went to China. Well, I wonder when the last time a Chinese premier
2: came to the United States. I don't know. I do know the last time Presto went to Poundtown.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: when? Hopefully about page 65 of this. What am I saying? 69. Hey, I did it. Hang on, I gotta go kill myself. I haven't read anything about it in the newspapers, Flint says, spinning his green beret in his hand. And you won't, says Duke. It's top secret.
3: Oh, so we. it doesn't help if we knew when the last time was that that the Chinese premier visited because he's, it's it's secret.
2: He's probably visiting all the time. There's like a secret tunnel underneath the yeah. Ocean and he just like rolls mm-hmm. over. And this is how good R.L. Stein is. He uh, he gets you to ask the question and then he immediately answers it without even the question of even approaching what happened. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Uh no one knows the premier is flying over here, and the State Department wants to make sure that no one does anything to upset or interfere with the secret meeting. But this includes Cobra Command. <sighs> there are certain indications that Cobra <laughs> Command's <laughs> vast spy network has turned up information about this secret meeting. Duke continues with a frown. We have been urged to try to trap them, to capture Cobra Commander and put his forces out of commission before the Chinese premier arrives. Whew, that's a tall order, even for us, Roadblock exclaims. If we can't do that, Duke says slowly, we must at least see to it that is kept busy all the while the Premier is on American soil. We've got to keep him occupied until the Premier is safely on his jet and on the way home. So I see it. Our job is to distract Cobra, Flint says. That means we've got to get their attention first. Right, Flint said. You're as bright as ever, Duke says, only partially sarcastically. He knows that Flint has a huge penis. Oh, is a brilliant strategist. That's why he's been selected for this team. I have two different plans for trapping Cobra, or at least for keeping him real busy. Look them over and see which one appeals to you. So to look at the two plans of attack... Oh, my goodness. (sighs) Okay. Two plans of attack, each one a page long. So there are two strategies. We have a choice between Operation New Pit and Operation Circus, okay? Operation New Pit. Action. Information is leaked that the G.I. Joe High Command is setting up new headquarters on a hidden plateau high in the Sierra Mountains of Northern California. Equipment, vehicles, and Ooh, weapons will that's be moved. Nice for,
1: for that's really uh, nice. uh, skiing?
2: Yeah. Well, everything's going to be moved to this false headquarters. Mm. Everything will be done to give the impression that G.I. Joe team is actually moving to this new fortress.
1: Mm, like well, upgrading, skin yeah. master digs, like... Uh, more spacious. Yeah. And then I they're all going to fart
3: in there, and then when, when Cobra Commander goes in there, he's going to be, no, I, 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 I <laughs> like, uh, be choked?
1: No, I feel like... He's going to be choked?
2: By fart gases.
1: Oh, they're leaving the old pit
2: because of the fart gases. <laughs> Cobra Commander invades the old pit, chokes on the fart gases. Yes. Uh-huh. The likely result, this Ball will not skin. fail to attract Cobra's attention. Cobra Commander has long been seeking the location of Joe Headquarters cobra will strike taking this opportunity to attack the new headquarters to catch the joe team off guard of course the joe team will be ready and waiting for them with more weapons and personnel than cobra expects <clears throat> it's a trap <laughs> think. he just died the actor who plays admiral Akbar oh, just no. died just today as we record this Did i just saw that on the face his body box. on
3: planet calamari
2: oh now i'm sad
3: now you're sad? Why?
2: What? Major advantage. Even if the G.I. Joe team fails to capture Cobra Commander, the battle in the Sierras will keep Cobra far from Washington, D.C. and the secret conference. Operation Circus. Background. An international circus of goodwill is being held in a small town near West Berlin in Germany. Diplomats from many nations will be in circus attendance. Of
1: goodwill?
2: It's a thing, I guess.
1: It, I mean, like, is that... When you donate things to Goodwill, like like clothes and stuff. Is yeah. that what we're paying for? We're paying for a circus in West mm-hmm. Germany. Whoa. I do not approve of that.
3: Action. It, they they have the best circuses, though, because they don't have uh, safety Laws. standards. Very low overhead. <laughs> yeah.
1: You just electrocute uh, elephants yeah, and it's exactly. cool. Exactly. Whatever, man. It's West <laughs> Germany. We're fucking Crazy. <laughs>
2: And this is West Germany. This is when Germany was still separated. Yeah, might exactly. I point out, yeah, yeah before oh, 1989. Yeah. An announcement is made that the son of the president of the United States, a son about your age, <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> will be attending the circus <laughs> as an official wait, wait, U.S. representative. We're
1: gonna like have sex with him? No, oh. you you will become him. Oh, Ooh. Nancy, if
3: we were we were a woman in this, then maybe we would get to have sex with him.
1: I'm hoping. I feel like if this were, uh, um, if if the, if the only thing we can do is mimic
2: people uh who are roughly our same age we're clearly that's going to good, mimic that. we're not, not good. that good yeah not that's good. right huh well here it is laid out for us you will pose as the president's son word is leaked that security at the international circus is completely also inadequate. are we
1: supposed to yes. uh, is it us is is presto us uh, presumably the person reading the books like age 12 or something yes. like that. <laughs> yeah so they're taking GI Joe is taking on twelve year old mimics. That is correct. It,
3: sa- it sounds accurate with what we know about who they will take into GI Joe. That is fair
2: a fact. enough. Yeah. Someone said, "I really hate Cobra. Join up. Yeah. Join the Joe team. I don't care if you're twelve. You're in. Can you can you mimic another twelve year old? Boom. Here you go. We may like. have a mission specifically for you. Get your parents to sign here. All twelve year olds look the same to adults anyway. It's a fact. This will offer a tempting opportunity to Cobra, which is always on the lookout to kidnap important diplomats. Kidnapping the son of the U.S. president will be too tempting for Cobra to resist. He's not a diplomat. No. He's just a fucking kid. No, don't worry about that. Of course, the GI Joe team will be ready to thwart any kidnapping attempt. K- projected mm, result: the Cobras expecting little security will walk into a trap. Many Cobras, perhaps even Cobra Commander himself, will be easily captured. The President in D.C. will his talks will proceed without any problem. Do we do New pits, or we do? Do we do Circus?
3: No, we're actually supposed to be of like legal military age. I think in these
2: books. So you think you're like 18 on the nose?
3: I, no, I mean, I'm not saying on the nose. I'm just saying it's it's like the fact that we're flirty with Lady J and in other things we can drive. Like we have licenses, clearly. so it's
2: Maybe it's sh- like one of those uh, Tom Hanks and Big situations. Yeah, it is,
3: it is. They Bigged us when we joined the military is what All happened. I got
2: gotcha. you. Okay, that's fine. I'm, a- I'm, I'm into it. That. Okay,
3: so I opt to fart in the old pit.
2: Operation New Pit is what you're saying. Or Operation Circus. Oh, wait. Operation Circus gives us a lot more fun. It sure seems like it, yeah. Plus, Operation Circus, specifically, we will go undercover for yeah, that one. Yeah, plus you As can totally mess son. with that
3: other, that like, the president's son's life.
2: And plus maybe Lady <laughs> J can play, like, the president's daughter, and then we can, like, Ew. have some really funky... I feel like if you want to
1: uh, get down on Lady J, you got to do the new pit thing, because you're going to be like, well, you know, like, we've got this big empty space, and we just have to wait for Cobra. What are we going to do? I don't know. I'll want put us some music. Some Marvin Gaye, maybe. You know, a little Teddy and Just kind of like, just see where the night takes us. Have about a bottle of wine. And then before you know it, you'd be knocking them shiny boots. Knocking but them But I feel shiny like President's Son
3: gets a lot of perks. Like, you can cut to the front of the ice cream line at ice cream shops. People will go to prom with you.
1: Gina, we are grown men, <laughs> I think, probably. And, and we're part of an elite organization
3: are you telling me grown men don't like ice cream i'm Um, saying we all had ice cream cream. just two days ago oh wait just yesterday
2: yesterday. we all went out for ice cream guys yeah we had a knowing is half the podcast (laughs) farmer's market ice cream party and
3: and are you not telling me that if there was a prom tomorrow and you asked a girl and she said no you wouldn't feel bad about yourself
2: (laughs) fine under the weight of crushing logic we will go (laughs) to the circus Operation Circus. I think that's the better choice, personally, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I leave it up to you guys. Operation Circus is put into effect. A few days later, you're making final preparations before your flight to Germany. Lady J looks on as you complete the makeup application that will transform you into the president's son. I feel weird with these freckles and short red hair.
3: <laughs> Aww, oh, the no! You're son never is a boning. Ginger.
2: You're never boning, Lady no. J. As a kid with fre- as a kid that had freckles and short red hair, that's never going to happen. Hold
1: on. We're applying the makeup all over. Yeah,
2: you can make your penis look ten times as big. I don't think that's what Chan was going that's for. Not how but makeup works? Somehow you're both right.
3: Uh, have you ever heard of contouring?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and you can get an inch, inch and a half, maybe. <laughs> not that I would know specifically.
2: Oh, uh, I feel weird with these freckles and short red hair. You tell her as you add red coloring to your eyebrows. Ugh. You look weird, too, Presto, she says with a laugh. Damn it. See? See, we could have fucked her if we went to the new pit. God damn it, Gina. you look just like the president's <laughs> son. You've got to stop calling me Presto, you remind her. My name is now Milton.
3: Oh, everything about this president's son is terrible. Are you
2: serious? No, it gets worse. Is you it... raise your voice a few octaves, oh. making it a high pitched and breathy, just like the recordings of Milton's voice that you've been listening to over and over.
4: Oh. Hey, guys. I'm hey,
3: Milton. <laughs> hey, what do you think, Miss Jackson? Son. Do you want to come to the prom with me? We can cut to the front of the
2: ice cream line. Hey, Lady J, do you like my red eyebrows? I'm into it. Miss Jackson will be the name Lady J has adopted. She will be traveling as your personal if secretary.
3: Nasty, S-
2: sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. I am I'm
1: actually not for real. I'm not <laughs> at all real. I am not the president's son. I am a
2: liar. Well, she says, I think you just might pull it off, Milton, and I think you make a wonderful kidnap victim. So she's wishing kidnapping oh, yeah, on she's you. She's into that bondage. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's not the nice, or that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, you say. Now, where's the other members of our team? Well, they're already in Germany, posing as circus performers. Oh, Oh, Christ. (laughs) I want to see Bazooka on a tightrope. That's all I want to see. Okay, Miss Jackson, take me to the circus, you say with a grin, Uh. and if our little cobra trap works, I'll buy you some cotton candy. Boom. Boom. Four gray-suited Secret Service men are waiting for you at Andrews Air Force Base to accompany you and Miss Jackson onto your private jet and all the way to Germany. You step out of the long-stretch limo and walk over to them. Will they recognize you as an imposter? This is your first test. Dun-dun-dun. One of the Secret Service men gives you a small salute. They walk with you and Lady J, two in front, two in back, and as you head across the airfield to the jet, you walk with a little hop in your step that you observed in Milton's walk in the news clips you studied. Miltons mm. don't hop.
4: <laughs>
2: this <laughs> is bullshit. It's,
3: tri- it's a trip. It's probably a tr- he trips every third step yeah. he takes. Yeah, oh,
2: it's like one sense. of the, it's like the Department of Silly Walks from Monty Python, maybe? No. No, not at all? <laughs> the secret, uh, secret Service men who have been assigned to guard Milton for the past two years are completely fooled. Your success with them gives you confidence. The flight to West Berlin is long, but you feel calm, even relaxed at the airport in Berlin. You become anxious again as a horde of newspaper photographers stampedes across the runway, eager to take your photograph as you deplane. You wave and joke with them, and they too are completely fooled. The weather in West Berlin is hot and steamy. You feel as if it's hot enough to melt the red coloring in your hair. Stay calm. Stay calm, you tell yourself. You have many more hurdles to cross. Tonight's the big party for all the foreign dignitaries. Tomorrow is the circus. Will tomorrow also bring a performance from Cobra? Turn the page. <sighs> The soft sounds of a violin quartet mingle with laughter and the clink of champagne glasses as you and Miss Jackson walk through the chandeliered ballroom, greeting some of the top government officials from around the world. The carpet is plush and deep, and you wish you could lie down on it and go to sleep. Playing someone else, really? Just
1: walking across nice carpet. You're like, oh, I gotta sleep on that. I wanna,
2: I wanna get to. He's
3: had an erection for like a ten hour flight sitting (laughs) next to Lady J. That would make anyone tired.
2: Fair enough. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, you just said that. Playing someone else is exhausting work, especially when there are people in the room that supposedly you already know. Herr Lieben, so good to see you again. You say, oh, you you, meet a muppet. (laughs) You meet a muppet, (laughs) smiling and extending your hand to a short, red faced man in a shiny black tuxedo. Delighted, my boy. What a pity your father was too busy to come. That guy's Irish. Herr Lieben says, completely fooled. He walks off to greet the Prime Minister of France. Don't be so charming, Lady J whispers. Milton is supposed to be something of a klutz. Well, that's not easy for someone as suave and sophisticated as me, you whisper back. As you
3: finger her furiously under her dress. Yeah, that's way
2: too close to her ears. (sighs) As you (laughs) finger her under her dress. Holy shit, no. (laughs) As you accidentally spill some champagne on your tuxedo jacket. You're not old enough to drink. This is harder work than I thought, you tell her. Grinning at a champagne isn't drinking. Come on. Really? I don't think so.
1: She you want to get uh, one of your kids there to go down to the liquor store and buy a bottle of champagne? <laughs> I bet I can get my kid
2: to go get some Corbel. Yeah, why not? Mm. <laughs> I feel as if everyone is staring at me. It's very nerve-wracking, and the Secret Servicemen are making me more nervous than anyone. And I always thought you were a party animal, Lady J says with a grin. Come on, Milton. Keep pretending to enjoy it. Paste that smile back on. Tomorrow it gets really tough. Somehow you get through the party, smiling nonstop, shaking hands, making small talk, offering regrets about your father's absence. But when the party is almost over, you realize you're really feeling the strain. You decide you've got to get away from a while and jerk it, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Away from everyone, especially the secret service men who have been following you everywhere. So you slip out. That's not wise. Through a service entrance and run through a dim corridor until you push open a door and step out into the warm night air. Now what? Take a solitary walk and explore the circus grounds. Or go straight to your room where you'll be alone and can rest up for the big show tomorrow. Here's the thing. Uh, this is supposed to be a trap <clears throat> where you uh, make
1: yourself bait to be kidnapped. Correct. Uh, but you kind of have to have everybody else around you so that the, the trap gets sprung. That is how traps work traditionally, yes. And both of these things sound like a recipe for, uh, for us getting kidnapped without uh, actually getting to spring
2: so traps. Sorry to hear that. Well, do you want to go to your room? Where maybe Lady J will join you for some hot Pound Town action? Or do you want to take a walk to the surf- circus grounds instead? Oh. And then
1: maybe like Pounder like, standing up. Like, yeah. near the uh, On animals. an elephant. On just... an elephant. Yeah. Yeah, let's go there. You want to yeah. go to the circus grounds? Yeah. Yep.
2: I, just, yep. I just really enjoy the words Pound Town just and want to work a, it in as many times as possible. Chance. Page
1: 36. That so we can have sex while the monkeys are watching us.
3: Ooh, I wouldn't like that. I'd be constantly afraid that they would throw poo and it would go inside my vagina. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, we could probably. Is that, a, is that a worry? <laughs> uh,
3: look, monkeys always throw poo. Yes, they do. And if you're naked, it's gonna get into crevices, and I don't want poo in crevices.
2: If they're a good, so. if they're a good throw. I mean, it's gonna be hard for them to hit you right in the vagina while you're getting. Uh, I plowed. mean, loud, <laughs> splatter, and yeah, and, exactly. Know.
1: And it's not like you're gonna be able to dodge really easily when you're not you know, when you're busy. boning. No, it
2: hurts. You decide to take a walk. You pull off your bow tie and loosen your ruffled shirt, unbuttoning the top buttons. Ooh. Sex on a stick. I can breathe, (laughs) you say aloud. You turn and make sure no one is following you, and you walk away from the hotel along a narrow walkway that leads to the circus grounds. The night air is hot and sticky. Your walk does not refresh you. You can see the large circus tent dimly lit. It's poles rising into the black sky. Yeah, that's definitely a dick. In the distance, a lion roars mournfully. Oh, no. The smell of circus animals invades your nose. You decide this was a bad idea. You turn back and head for your room, but something makes you stop. The sound of poop being thrown at your vagina. <laughs> oh, no! A sound that just doesn't belong. You walk up to the big tent. It's... Entrance flaps slap against each other. And Cobra Commander is the ringmaster. Stirred by the hot breeze. You look inside. The lights are on. Green lights casting eerie shadows against the side of the tent. But what's that roaring sound? Then you see them. Three men on motorcycles wearing animal hide vests draped with biker chains and laughing like lunatics as they ride their motorcycles wildly up and down the row of seats. Who is it?
3: These are the low... Profile people they've chosen to send to yep. kidnap a president's son?
2: Who, yep. who does Cobra always send they're
1: on missions be, like uh, this? No, I know. It's yeah, the they're, Dreadnoughts. They're deep of undercover course. as, uh,
2: as uh, circus carnies. I guess. carnies? Well, they can the they could. could ride those motorcycles pretty well. Sure. Like do the cage thing. <sighs> hey, Buzzer, watch this. One of them calls as he rams his cycle through a row of chairs. Not bad, Ripper, my lad. Buzzer yells back. Buzzer, Ripper, It's the (laughs) Dreadnoughts. You know the Dreadnoughts well. These three Australian motorcycle thugs sometimes work for Cobra, but even Cobra has trouble keeping these wild animals in line. Hey, Buzzer, watch this. Another row of chairs is demolished by Ripper, whose fiendish laughter... What if we have
1: sex with Lady J in front of those animals? I would be afraid of them throwing poo in in the (laughs) vagina. Yeah, I think 100%
2: they would. Fair enough. uh ain't this more fun than a barrel of circus monkeys the what calls the one named torch the dumbest of the lot oh it's sorry sorry torch <laughs> I'm getting called out right now as he rears up on one tire they must be here working for cobra you tell yourself staying in the shadows and they must have decided to have a little fun before getting to work kidnapping me tomorrow You must decide what to do now. Should you slip away and warn G.I. Joe that the Dreadnoughts are already here? Or should you try and find out more what their plan is by knocking out one of them and then disguising yourself as a Dreadnought? Go warn the other team members or show a sack and try to disguise yourself
4: as a Dreadnought.
3: Warning would be the smart, logical choice because you've already dyed your hair once today. It's correct. You don't want to wreak havoc on it. I don't remember the the, other choice. Seems more fun. Here's the
1: thing: they already know that they're going to be there, and if they're driving around in their normal Australian biker thug regalia, they're not being real low profile. So I say we uh, we knock them out. That seems like a terrible idea, but also. I mean, yeah, what is so it' going to do? So we're going to
2: disguise ourselves as a dreadnought? Yeah. Okay, get ready for some reading.
3: <laughs> oh, no. We choose the other option. Oh, we choose the other no.
2: option. As the three dreadnoughts continue to have their fun demolishing the seats and benches, plowing their cycles through the stands, yelling and laughing like bad boys in a mud puddle, you find an extra... Bet, tent. Hold on.
4: What? Is yeah. that a
2: thing? Yelling and laughing like bad boys in a mud puddle.
1: That's that's a simile that we're all familiar with, of course. The laughing I guess because like, like, boys, like boys like to jump
4: mud in
3: mud puddles. I, uh, I would bad say. Bad boys
1: specifically. <laughs> not good boys.
3: Yeah, because good boys don't want to get their patent leather shoes messy. Uh
1: mm, good boys every, every, every all children love to jump in mud puddles. Uh a a boy with patent leather shoes is not a good boy. That <laughs> is a little Lord Fauntleroy. Totally different.
2: <laughs> I'd say go to Urban Dictionary, but last time we did that went terribly. So <laughs> Bad boys in a mud puddle. Bad boys in a mud puddle? Yeah. I think R.L. Stein made it up. Well, I'll keep going while you look it up. You find an extra tent rod lying on the ground near the entrance. Silently, keeping in the shadows, you climb the rows of seats until you are near Buzzer. He appears to be riding right at you now, but he can't see you in the dim green light. You stick out the tent rod just as he's about to pass. It catches his front wheel and he topples off the bike as it falls. His head hits the corner of a wooden bench. Jesus. He doesn't make a sound as he falls between the benches unconscious. He's paralyzed. Or dead and paralyzed. Yeah. You just million dollar babied him. Sorry. (laughs) Working faster than you've ever worked. You rip off your tuxedo. Your heart pounds and your heart throbs. You only have a few seconds to get into Buzzer's buzzer's clothing. You have red hair and freckles. And get up on his cycle. Hey, Buzzer. Buzzer. buzzer, Is Buzzer uh, naked
1: now? Yeah. (laughs) just naked in the
2: I'm sure it's just like every other like Hitman video game. He's just wearing underwear right now. Okay. Uh, Ripper calls as he, as he noticed that Buzzer is missing. Page 13. Hey, Buzzer. Ripper calls one more time. You feverishly pull on Buzzer's metal chains and grab up his chainsaw. You glance over quickly to see that Ripper stopped calling and has gone back to smashing seats. Luckily, he does not have much of an attention span. <laughs> you pull yourself quickly onto Buzzer's cycle and roar through Torch and Ripper. Dip me with the sheep. This is a bit of good fun. What you say in dip Buzzer's voice? Dip Wait. me with the sheep. Dip
1: me with the sheep. No, no. I mean, I sort of understand how that works because that's a uh, sheep, dip? Uh, sheep dip is is a th- is a thing that uh, uh, sheepherders do to sheep. To, I uh, believe, like get rid of parasites and, you know, that sort of thing in the in the wool. Okay.
3: Okay. I, I started to type in dip me with the SH because I was seeing if it would Uh-oh. autofill.
2: And what did it autofill to, Gina?
3: So the first thing is dip me in the shallow water. The second thing is dip gives me the shit.
2: <laughs> well, it probably should. I mean, you probably swallow some and it goes right through you.
3: Sheep dip.
2: Dip me with the sheep.
3: Sheep dip definition by uh, free... Dictionary.
2: Thanks for your dictionary.com.
3: Any of various liquid preparations containing pesticides into a sheep are dipped con- to control external parasites. There you
2: go. <laughs> Literally, sheep dip. Luckily, oh, wait. you uh, ha- uh, I don't like that. They accept you immediately. You have fooled them. It's even more fun because Cobra Commander warned us not to, Torch says with a demented giggle. Torch reaches for the saddlebag on his back fender and pulls out an oxacetylene ses- torch. Yeah, oof. It was broken up into two halves of a pet sentence, on like, sure, right. left, sure. so I was done. Listen, sure, I, I make sure excuses, because right. I'm illiterate. Let's have a little more fun, eh, mates? He asks, preparing to torch the rope on the nearest tent pole. Put that down, you imbecile! A powerful voice suddenly yells from the tent entrance. Peering into the green light, you see Cobra Commander! Oh. Page 29.
3: And you finger him furiously <laughs> under his gown. You finger bang. Oh my god. While
2: monkeys fling shit at your vagina. Oh! Literally, it just says here, you finger bang, Cobra Commander, as the other Dreadnoughts fling poo (laughs) at your vagina. It does not say that at all.
3: That's what happens in German
2: circuses. Yep. I've (laughs) seen those movies before. God damn it. How dare you disobey my commands, Cobra Commander yells. We was just getting a little exercise, governor, Ripper says, his voice trembling. Cobra Commander gives a signal for a squad of Cobra Crimson guards. Uh, gives a squad and a squad of Cobra Crimson Guards, rushes forward, pulls all three of you off your cycles and drags you down to the tent floor. You might have ruined all my plans for the performance tomorrow. Cobra Commander hisses, enraged. We won't do it again, Torch says, a foolish grin on his face. That's true. You won't, Cobra Commander says. He turns to his Crimson Guards. Kill all three of them, he says. Oh, what? Oh, no. That's not a thing. Cobra Commander turns to leave the tent. Hey, wait a minute, Gov. You call out to him in your buzzer voice. What about me poor mum back in Brisbane? You're stalling for time, trying desperately to think of a way out of this mess. You don't have a mother. You crawled out from under a rock, Cobra Commander says without turning around. The Crimson Guards laugh noisily at his joke trying to suck up to the boss (laughs) you take advantage of the momentary distraction to leap at one of the guards you knock him to the ground his machine rifle goes off you grab the gun from his hands and aim it towards cobra commander but he has disappeared out the tent and into the night drop it yells a crimson guard you are surrounded you have no choice you drop the gun to the ground what's going on here you turn to see Gung-Ho, gun in hand at the tent entrance. I thought I heard gunfire. He bursts into the tent, followed by Flint, Roadblock, Lady J. They easily defeat the surprise Cobras, and while the Dreadnoughts escape while the escape on foot in the confusion, you've never been so glad to see anyone. You run happily towards Gung-Ho, but you've forgotten that you're disguised <laughs> as a Dreadnought. Oh, God. He raises his gun and prepares to shoot. Whoa. Whoa. You realize too late that you are about to be shot by your own G.I. Joe teammate. You utter a loud cry as Gung-Ho fires.
4: What?
2: But Lady J shoves the barrel of Gung-Ho's gun aside. The bullet narrowly misses. It's presto! It's presto! She cries as a startled Gung-Ho drops How his does gun. she know that? She's the only one who recognized she you. She can see the outline of your penis
4: like <laughs> that
2: is, She
3: recognizes that dick.
2: Gung-Ho runs up to apologize. Hey, how'd you know it was me? You ask Lady J. I oh. think a more
3: important question is, Hey, Gung-Ho, you were just about to shoot an unarmed man.
2: You're about to murder someone. Yeah. You have the advantage, like, four people on one. Yeah. yeah He's unarmed. just arrested him. Sure, she saved your life, but you don't like being recognized. You forget that I am also a master of disguise, oh. she says. I just know what to look for. That was a cop-out. Now, about that cotton candy, you promised me.
4: Oh. I'll get
2: it for you tomorrow, you say wearily, at Coney Island in good old New York City. The uh, end. Uh. What? Wait. So we—that's it. We won. What? Uh, the plan botched, and uh, you didn't capture anybody, and uh, you you pound town Lady J. But you okay. But uh, we're still fucking right. Lady J. All right. So it's, that's it's good. A, I mean, like consider okay. that a win. Seems good for me. I don't know. Do we want to try going back and doing one of the other missions, oh. or are we? Do we? Do we? Do we feel good about that right there? I mean, how's our timing? I feel looking good right that right it
3: now? ended with cotton candy and Coney Island, and it, which is clearly a date.
1: Yeah. 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 Like Flint. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he yeah. Know. He didn't have to know. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Uh, if we don't have a Know Your Joe this week, do we? Yeah. Oh, we do? We uh, do. We
2: yes, we do. do. Oh, okay. Oh. Mm, maybe we'll do a part two at some point.
1: <laughs> you know what? No, no, no. Go back right now. You want to go back? Choose the other mission, and we're going to do that. We're going to do well, Operation, operation here's thing. Pit. Here's the thing. Uh... Arlstein, not a bad writer. I'm kind of digging the writing in this much better than the other best yeah. two. Best yeah. writing of any
2: of yeah. them. Yeah, but it's a yeah. low bar. That's
3: not saying much. low
2: bar, right? But, well, Operation New Pit, here we go. To put into effort immediately It put into effect immediately, personnel carriers, tanks, heavy artillery vehicles, and carloads of equipment are rushed into that the country. That is a shit ton
1: of money just to distract Cobra it from the a, premier. Yeah. Well, it is up. to
2: save the president and China's premier. I mean, <laughs> it's not to save them; it's
1: just to distract well. so that they don't go and try and do a thing. <laughs> like, it, how many times uh, are we going to have to do this to distract Cobra from I don't know the German premier from showing up, or maybe the president uh, decides to go to get froyo. And, you know, like (laughs) he's he's vulnerable or something like that. There it is. It just doesn't seem economically feasible.
2: Well, you know, uh, it's your mission. (laughs) Soon, the quiet mountain roads lined by the ancient majestic pines of the California Sierras rumble with the sound of G.I. Joe team members and equipment. The silent, secluded plateau becomes a noisy center of activity Ugh. as the new headquarters is rapidly built.
3: Everyone hates
2: us in that town. They do. Mm. And the wildlife is being displaced yeah. on a very uncomfortable uh, level. You and your teammates are on the radio controller pit as Breaker, the G.I. Joe communications specialist and the only person Gina remembers, receives a transmission from the team in the Sierras. Breaker, new pit is operational, the code message announces. Repeat, new pit is operational. Await further instructions. Over.
3: Commence. Bre- Commence farting in Old Pit.
2: Commence farting in Old Pit. Breaker turns to you a grin on his face. Cobra broke that code a year ago, but they don't know. We know they broke it, he says with a laugh. Double bluff. Whenever we want to feed Cobra false information, that's the code we use. That message was so hot, he continues, that their ears must be burning. (laughs) They won't waste any time tracing it back to its on, source on, in the sierras either hold on, hold on. he
3: means like a hot tip
2: are we gonna fuck breaker too <laughs> yeah i'm definitely we're, getting that we're vibe down to,
3: we can look like anyone if you could look like anyone oh, yeah. wouldn't you be fucking everyone i would
1: absolutely be straight up like by you would going to town
3: yeah you would be dressed up like you know uh i'm into it who's a football guy that bangs <laughs> Giselle, tom, <laughs> tom brady <laughs> tom brady yeah
2: who's a football guy yeah <laughs> name me a football absolutely. guy Lawrence Taylor? No, definitely not him. <laughs> that would end terribly. Uh, time for us to get out there, Flint says. Seriously, the trap is set. I want to be there when Cobra walks into it. You all turn to leave the radio room, but you're stopped at the doorway by a grim-looking Duke. You're not going to call off this God mission, are damn, you? Duke. Gung-ho ass-alarmed. Buzz kill. I couldn't call it off if I wanted to, Duke says. Once you get started, you can't be stopped. Whoa. woo says Gung-ho. <laughs> breathing a sigh of relief. I just came to wish you luck, Duke says. The Chinese Premier's plane is due to land at a secret airstrip near Washington, D.C. in a matter of hours. Let's hope that Cobra has forgotten all about him in their haste to catch us off guard So the new, at the new so-called new pit. Let's hope so, Flint agrees. And remember, Duke says, if you fail, if something should happen to the Chinese Premier here in the U.S., it will no doubt signal the beginning of World War Three. Ooh. Scarcastic. At least there's no pressure on us, you say sarcastically. Everyone laughs. Oh. You might as well laugh too, there's nothing else you can do. <laughs> Turn to page sixteen. Okay. Ooh solo. Oh, 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 oh. A few minutes later, you, roadblock gung ho Flint and Lady J are inside the Skyhawk, the G.I. Joe vertical takeoff jet. The sleek planes lifts straight up and turns west as its powerful jets send it shooting through the pale blue skies. California, here we come, Lady J says, but her voice betrays more nervousness than enthusiasm. Mm.
1: Yeah, California's a weird
2: place. (laughs) Wouldn't want to live there. Roadblock and Gung-Ho on their way to battle show nothing but enthusiasm. Roadblock, how much does that gun weigh? Gung-Ho asks. You're gonna have to pay extra baggage charge for that monster. Listen, you walking tattoo gallery, you know I never go anywhere without my 50 caliber browning. It only weighs 84 pounds. Plus another 50 pounds for ammo, Gung-Ho continues. You're walking around with 135 pounds on your bod. Ugh, Wait, 84 so plus 50 equals 135? Just common core? What am I missing here? I mean, I guess the extra pound is for,
1: you know, uh You know snacks. what, that's a tip. <laughs> snacks. I, yeah. Swedish fish. For the
2: human soul. <sighs> Look at me, I travel light. What on earth is that, roadblock ass staring at the small retractable weapon Gung-Ho pulls out of his knapsack? It's a nine millimeter machine pistol. Gung Ho says with a proud smile. Beauty, ain't it? The gun of this the gun is the size of a large pistol until Gung Ho pulls out the stock. Then it resembles a machine gun. This is really unnecessary. I like it though. It can unload six hundred rounds a minute on automatic. Gung Ho says, patting the stock as R.L. Stein read an encyclopedia about guns. Six hundred rounds
1: a minute. That's what it says. It's a machine pistol. Yep. So how big is the magazine? It
2: says it's the size of a machine gun when he puts the magazine on it. When he puts the magazine on it. The stock on it, yeah.
1: The stock or the magazine? Two different things. the stock. The stock is the thing that uh, is the wooden part that
2: goes on. To, uh, oh yeah, uh, for your shoulders. No, it's your called shoulder.
3: a machine gun pistol.
2: Thank you, machine pistol. Yeah, no, it's called a machine it pistol. It's a machine yeah. pistol is an old World War Two kind of a thing where it's like a rapid fire automatic. Uh, it's you know rifle except that it's uh, uh, you know it's more short range and could fire a lot of bullets. Well, like it's, a, like a, it's like a pistol. Uzi. It's like a pistol. Yeah, it's kind of like a Uzi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, again, though, six hundred rounds a minute. Uh, your, it's a lot. Your magazine is only but probably twenty. Don't worry about that. So, <laughs>
2: Put your toys away, boys, Lady J-Scolds. I'll throw the gun some raw meat in a little while, and they'll be happy, Flint scoffs. It's kind of funny. Everyone always makes fun of Gung Ho and Roadblocks' enthusiasm for their work, but everyone is also very glad to have them around. You guys aren't so tough, you say, curling your lip and doing your best Humphrey Bogart imitation. Everyone, Hold on. Wait a minute. What does he say? You guys aren't what, so tough. What do we say?
1: You guys aren't so tough. Yeah. Is that a line from a Humphrey Bogart movie? I don't think so. Uh, Hold on. Can you do a Humphrey Bogart for us, please? Do you want me to? No, no. come on.
2: Do you want me to do a Humphrey Bogart?
1: No, you do a Humphrey Bogart, please. You guys aren't so tough.
2: Mm-hmm. No? I, I, you know I don't do impressions very well, Chan. What are you going to give me that look for? Humphrey Bogart. You guys aren't so tough. But everyone gasped because you not only sound like Bogart, you look just like him. What? When did that happen? It's your ability to disguise your voice and even control your facial muscles. That have earned you the name of Presto, as in Presto Changeo, as in. Pre- thank you. In my turn, we didn't need guns. For you say record, as Bogart. We only had to whistle. Oh, that's a Sean Connery. For the record,
3: anyone. it's not. It's not a Humphrey Bogart oh. quote. Or if it is,
2: Google doesn't recognize it. Well, Flynn interrupts the fun. We're coming in for a landing. Thank you. Go to page four. The Skyhawk plunges straight down, landing gently on a small airstrip within the electrified metal fences of the new pit. You step out of the plane and inhale deeply, breathing in the cool, pure air of the mountains. Beyond the electrified fence, you see tall, green pines stretching up the side of the mountain. And beyond the pines, the spring snow still clings to the ground, creamy, white, broken by occasional patches of brown dirt showing through.
3: R.L. Stein, horny much when you wrote this?
2: The plateau in which the new pit has been hastily built is surrounded by snow capped mountains. So yes. Very much so. <laughs> you but you have little time to admire the scenery. From the last your teammates has descended from the skyhawk, a guard comes running across the small landing strip. We've got trouble, he yells. That was fast. We've got trouble, the guard repeats. <laughs> sweat pouring down his forehead despite the cold of the mountain air. Thanks for the warm welcome. You tell him you don't need a welcome from me. You've got a welcoming party at the front gate. He says you all turn to see what he's talking about. Outside the metal gate, you see a large group of civilians. They are chanting and carrying signs. You move closer until you can make out the words of their chant, off the mountain, off the mountain. Yeah, I'd the want them
4: mountain. out of
3: there, too. No they are making chance. lots of noise.
2: Their hand-painted signs, some of them hastily scrawled, read, no soldiers in the Sierras, and save our mountains. Look, a
3: hippie town. Yeah,
2: well, we nailed that. California hippie town. There's some great weed there. It's some kind of wildlife preservation group. We've got to chase them out of here, Roadblock yells. He raises his gun. Okay. Oh, boy. Kent State, here we come. (laughs) <laughs> Lady J pushes his gun back down. We're here fighting for their right to protest against us. Oh she God. says, "Did you forget that roadblock? There shouldn't be a flag burning amendment." Which roadblock is a big deal is, at this time. Is
3: no one going to address the fact that he is trigger happy wherever he goes?
2: Yeah, he
1: wants, he's he's full of murder.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget that we could be attacked by cobra at any minute? Roadblock counters. The wild gr- though this wildlife group could get their well-meaning heads blown off. Page 77. He's right, you say, watching the chanting crowd push nearer the gate. A rock, then another, flies over the fence and lands at your feet. Oh, shit. Maybe we'd better let the protesters inside the gate, you suggest. We don't want them trapped in the crossfire. If we bring them inside, at least we can protect them from Cobra. But it might be better to drive them away, Flint says. This isn't our fight. A few shots fired in the air will frighten them off. Sure, they'll be upset, but at least they'll be alive. What will you do with the wildlife protesters? Chase them away or bring them into camp? I mean... Look, I feel like they're cobras in disguise, right? Am I wrong in thinking that? No, I think if but you chase them away, they're
1: going to go down to the uh, town and rile up an even bigger group of people. It's because entirely possible. Also, Look, it, it goes
3: it, against everything that GI Joe stands for.
1: I mean, they're about protecting yeah. people, even if it's a dumb way to do it, like with uh, that uh, Fairmont guy.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I guess. Like, I guess I, I have a feeling they are probably cobras in disguise.
2: I mean, I just kind of get that vibe. from But the also, way. they probably
3: like are are stinky and not showered, even if they're not cobras in disguise. Here's the Those thing:
1: we just put hippies. them into uh, some a brig in this place because it's empty. It's not a real base. It's not a yeah. real base. Yeah.
3: Uh, let them in. They can fill it up. Fill the place up with their hippie farts.
2: But their hippie farts. But then Cobra, then Cobra Commander come in. Yeah. <laughs> like so it. okay, bring them into camp. Turn to page fifty-six. We can't try to chase the protesters away, you say. The newspapers would roast us until we were nothing but cinders. That's true. We'd get enough bad publicity to last us 12 lifetimes. Presto is right, Lady J quickly agrees. We need these people Damn, here. she is thirsty. Yeah. Girl wants she that. Wants that. Presto D. D she loves the d we need these people here like we need bubonic plague but we have no choice Whoa. open the gates invite them all in for tea flint says a squad of soldiers moves quickly to open the gates to the new pit but not quickly enough we're being attacked from behind a man carrying a sign yells protesters begin screaming and crying out in terror the gates open and they stampede into the camp rifle shots ring out echoing off the mountainsides you cover your ears from the deafening clamor of running screaming protesters rifle fire and the roar of onrushing tanks the surprise cries of soldiers the anguished shrieks of the wounded oh this is
3: a pr nightmare
2: you cover your ears but you cannot cover your eyes you realize what's happened as you open the gates cobra Has struck. Ooh. Page 70. Wow. Using the helpless wildlife protesters as human shields, (laughs) the cobra soldiers force their way into the camp. Shoot to kill. No cobra prisoners. Shoot to kill, gung-ho yells. What?
3: Whoa. This R.L. is is... D- going dark. Through human human shields. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Roadblock, if we recall, has a fifty caliber machine gun. Raising his machine oh, pistol man. and jamming in a round of ammo. A machine pistol is notoriously inaccurate. Guess you're going be. to be taking out probably more protesters than you're taking uh, out Cobras. It's going to end
3: with a large military cover-up, you guys. <laughs> also,
1: machine pistol. Where's your fucking lasers, man? Yeah, right? Oh,
2: yeah. In the books, they're allowed to use real guns. Yeah. Gung-ho, stop. You cry grabbing his arm. There's no way to shoot cobras without killing innocent civilians. He realizes at once that you are right and lowers his gun. But
1: I still don't care.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're going to take us without us firing a shot, roadblock moans. This wasn't in the plan, was it? The plan, of course, was to lie in wait for the unsuspecting cobras, but the wildlife protesters spoiled that. So now with cobras searching every inch of the new pit and certain to discover within moments it's all a fraud, you've got to come up with a new plan. A plan to survive. Get your crummy hands off our fabric, Gunho yells as the uh, cobra soldiers try to hold him down. One of them grabs Gunho's gun and slaps it into his own belt. Oh, God. Gung-ho makes a grab to get it back. That's not what he's grabbing for. And is rewarded with a punch to the belly. He lets Ooh, out a gasp but refuses to go down. First time ever. He would refuse to go. You have all been taken prisoner. Surrounded by Cobra Crimson guards, you watch and wait. Shake your head. <laughs> you don't have to wait long. Cobra Commander himself steps to the front of the crowd of prisoners, both soldiers and protesters, his eyes blazing behind his blue mask. So your little trap blew up in your faces. (laughs) Cobra commander screams. Oh, seems to be enjoying his quick victory. Still, I'm disappointed to learn that this is not a new pit after all. Very disappointed. Yeah, but he's got like a half dozen Joe's prisoner. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. The camp has grown silent. Everyone listens attentively to the words of the hooded figure of evil. But even in my disappointment, he continues pacing back and forth in front of you. I tried to make the most of the situation. I believe I have a reasonably satisfactory plan to announce to you, my prisoners, that I have decided to shoot all of the wildlife protesters. <laughs> 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 yes. Hi,
1: uh,
3: hippies.
1: He realizes that he has G.I. Joe's prisoners and uh, he could just kill them yeah. and and put a big old dent yeah. in them. Uh,
2: You can't get away with this, you hooded creep, Lady J yells. Crimson Guards run over and restrain her. Yeah. I think I can get away with it, Cobra Commander tells her, but I don't think you can. See? (laughs) Ha ha! You see? I'm going to use the G.I. Joe weapons for the executions. I'm going to make it look as if you and your G.I. Joe pals killed these innocent people. The G.I. Joe team will then have to be disbanded because you'll all live in disgrace forever. I was actually thinking you
3: should frame them for it.
2: Yep rl stein's one step ahead man smart horrified cries fill the camp many of the wildlife protesters appear to be in shock they stand dazed (sighs) shaking uttering low cries major major blood escort these gi joe clowns to the sides they can have a good view of the executions cobra commander orders major blood hurries to oblige his leader oblige his leader cobra commander rubs his gloved hands together we shall begin immediately he says As Major Blood forces you and your companions to the side of the camp, you realize you must make a move. His attention is on the Cobra firing squad that is being formed. Perhaps you could knock out Major Blood, quickly disguise yourself as him in front of everyone. That is quick. And in that disguise, capture Cobra Commander, or is that plan a little too risky? Would it be better to flee the camp while everyone's attention is on the firing squad? Run down the mountain and alert the G.I. Joe backup team in the footlands. No. You must decide. Knock out Blood or try to run to the backup team.
3: Knock out Blood. That Man. seems
2: like a real
1: tall order, and yet, we managed to do it with Buzzer last yeah, time.
3: Yeah, and plus, I think like running you're running down the mountain. If someone sh- spots you, they're just going to pick you off.
2: Sure, sure. You would think so. I mean, and it, literally, everybody is in front of you right now, so... Mm. I just, think
3: I think we can do it.
2: I think we'll take blood.
3: You think we're going to try to take out blood? Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, knock out blood. Go to page two. Major blood turns to watches. uh uh flag,
1: flag that other page so we can see if it uh, ends poorly.
2: <laughs> uh, I lost it
1: God damn it Ray You had one job Oh there it is I got
2: <laughs> Flagged Major Blood turns to watch as Cobra Commander attempts to get to the terrified wildlife protesters to line up. You can't resist the chance to capture the Major, but you take advantage of the fact that Blood has momentarily turned his back to you. Your G.I. Joe buddies stand ready to help if you run into trouble. You leap forward and in one swift motion grab Blood's gun from his hand, raise it high in the air, and bring it down with a loud crack on the back of his head. Yeah. What he happened does to not... Karate Chop? Don't worry about that. Like a you Karate Cop. Oh, that's only in the cartoons. He doesn't utter a sound. He slumps to the ground in roadblock. Gung-ho and Flint quickly step in front of him to shield him and you from view. As you scramble into Major Blood's uniform, you realize you may be too late. You hear Cobra Commander ordering his firing squad to line up, but can you stop him before he murders innocent people? Ooh. Mm. There, I'm dressed, you say, after you've put on Major Blood's clothes. No, no, Lady J protests, pulling you to the back. The eye patch. You forgot the eye patch. Oh. Oh. Idiots, we're Embarrassed, idiots. Embarrassed you remove the eye patch from the unconscious blood, but you've lost precious seconds. You stand up and step forward. You look exactly like Major Blood. You walk towards Cobra Commander, blood's gun in your hand. Commander, wait, you cry. Turn to page twenty. But he's already killed all the hippies. Wait, you interrupt Cobra Commander just as he's about to give the order to fire. I wish to speak with you, you say, walking quickly towards the mass figure. Blood, what on earth do you want? Cobra Commander asks, annoyed at the interruption. Your voice has fooled him. Your walk is perfect. He suspects nothing. You walk right up to him and shove Blood's gun in his stomach. This time you talk in your own voice. Tell the men to drop their weapons or I'll splatter you all over this mountain. Wow, just shoot him. Just shoot him. Yeah. Cobra Commander recoils angrily, but he gives in quickly. Drop your weapons, he calls to his soldiers. But suddenly he spins around, tackling you. You fall backwards, oh. hit the ground hard. Gun flies out of your hand. Your head seems to spin. You struggle to remain conscious. Blood has a helmet. You hear shouts and cries. Automatic weapon fire. You pull off the eye patch and Uh try to focus on people fleeing in all directions. Finally, you drag yourself to your feet. You look for Cobra Commander, but he's disappeared into the crowd. Wildlife protesters try desperately to get out of line of fire as Cobras and the Joe team members exchange shots. uh, Gung Ho has retrieved his... precious machine pistol and is using it as he storms towards the front gate roadblock is at his side suddenly the gate swings wide the gi joe backup team roars into the camp guns ablazing. but they were alerted by all the gunfire mm-hmm. oh the cobras are outnumbered now they quickly surrender you see a hooded figure towards an uh toward an abandoned tank stop you yell running t- uh, forward pistol race stop hey guys look i've captured cobra commander what really hey presto really did it Roadblock calls to the others, who come running up with cries of admiration. You captured Cobra Commander. Whoa. This better end
3: with us going on a date to Colony Island with Lady (laughs) J, though.
2: Let's take a look at his face, you say, holding (gasps) the pistol in your right hand and reaching forward to grab Cobra Commander's mask with the left hand. It was old man Kearney all along. (laughs) You give the mask a quick Tug. Please. The young woman under the mask cries. I knew
3: it. I knew it. A woman?
2: What? Cobra Commander was a woman the whole time? (laughs) He made me do it. I'm one of the wildlife people, the woman says, tears welling in her eyes, her voice trembling. You shoot her anyway. He made me put on this outfit and then ran out into the woods. Let's go after him, you shout. Flint stops you by putting your hand on your shoulder. Because we've agreed he's gone. No need. He's long gone. Long and besides, the Chinese premieres on a plane headed back to China safe and sound. Oh, Looks like you've been out disguised this time, presto. Roadblock kids you. The rest of your comrades are soon making jokes at your expense.
1: i so you shoot I'm... them all. You piece of shit. You just <laughs> oh. saved a bunch of wildlife uh,
2: protesters' lives. You say, you... maybe I'm not presto. Maybe I am actually Cobra Commander in disguise. And
3: then you blow Zelda. your own brains out.
2: <laughs> Boom. Does that give you something to think about? No. They all shout in unison. You let them have their laughs. None of none of you can disguise the fact you're delighted and relieved that this mission has been a success and then you blow your brains out in front of everyone. <laughs>
3: I the like, end. I like the other ending better because we got to get a hot dog. We got to get... Uh, uh, and
1: Lady J got to get a hot dog.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> we got to
3: get uh, um, cotton candy. We get to go to Coney Island. Much better
2: ending than saving a bunch of hippies. Oh, If you're mm. trying to run down the mountain, you get more choices and stuff. But I'm happy calling it there. Fair Yay. enough. Yay. We beat Cobra Commander and almost captured him, but actually captured a woman. Not Yay. him.
4: Yeah. So
2: guys, that's Operation Deadly Decoy. R. L. Stein, the best written one we've had so yeah. far. I think I good will job, absolutely agree with you, Chan. Uh I would I would it do more R.L. I'm gonna basically the next time we, we do these, I'm just gonna have to make sure I just keep buying the R. L. Stein Yeah. He did two more. He did four total, right? You said? I don't remember. It's pretty good though. But anyways, guys, that is Find Your Fate. We'll be back next week with a normal episode, uh episode forty one of whatever it is. I don't even know.
1: G.I. Joe. Of G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: yeah, but I don't know the name of the episode. hmm but oh, we'll be back to do it. I make promises unless Gina finds her own Beamish in Ireland and stays there forever.
3: I will, with with him and that creepy cat girl.
2: <laughs> the one who opens the seventh seal of hell yeah, through the cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't lose Queen Anne. <laughs> Love it so much. Okay, guys, until next week, uh, uh, tune in for that. Uh, you can hit us up individually. Uh, oh, wait, first off. Facebook.com slash Podcast. Give us five stars on iTunes. Star. Hit us up on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast. Individually, you can hit me up. I'm at Almighty Ray. Do not
1: hit me up. <laughs> you can tweet me. Uh, you could DM me, but do not hit me up <laughs> at 999 RPMs.
2: And Gina?
3: Listen, don't DM me because I'm going to assume you're a creepy man.
2: That is a fair point.
3: But you can tweet at me at Gina Ippy.
2: This just feels the most drawn out version of this we've ever done, but I'm into it. All right, you guys, come on back next week. Bye bye.